This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Goldman Sachs CEO David Solomon made news last week by announcing that the investment bank would no longer take a company public unless there was at least one board member that was female or of a race other than white. Various studies have shown the impact of having diverse boards of directors and how it can lead to higher profitability. Catherine Klein is a management professor here at the Wharton School. She's also vice dean of the Wharton Social Impact Initiative and joins me here in studio. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Give us your reaction to, to the statement made here by Goldman. Uh, my general reaction is positive, um, positive because I think this is good for the world. We want uh, more diversity in positions of power and, and boards are obviously positions of power. Uh, you know, you say that there is evidence, clear evidence that uh, diversity leads to performance. I think we need to be very cautious about that. The, the causal argument is not very convincing. Okay. So the 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 question then becomes is is with Goldman Sachs making a statement like this, the hope is that this will not only impact the companies that they have within their milieu, but also uh, other companies, other firms that say, look, if Goldman Sachs is making this declaration, then we should be thinking about this as well. Uh, absolutely. I mean, and I think this is becoming what what we academics might call a social norm. It is the expectation that companies will have gender diversity and perhaps other forms of diversity, which I would also laud, uh, on their boards. So the, the fact that Goldman Sachs is, is thinking this way, taking this action, California law and so on, this is becoming the norm. What is the expectation then, though, because part of the statement I think that's also drawing attention is the fact that the comment was made by Mr. Solomon of having at least one person. Yes. And the goal is not just to have one person, right. but the goal is to have a representative ratio right. uh, of all different types of mindsets uh, across the board. Yes, and he said that they would roll this out over time and have higher expectations in 2021 that there would be two diverse members of the board at that time. So then, then you're hopeful that this is this is something that could be positive moving forward, not only for the companies that are involved there, but for for other companies in general. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, and at the same time, I think we need to be very clear about what this accomplish accomplishes and what it doesn't. Um, you know, is board decision making better when there's more diversity in the room? You know, kind of yes, yes, but you know the very the gender doesn't tell us very much about people's perspective, perspectives, their expertise, and so on. Uh, diversity of the of members of a team doesn't mean that the people who are, uh, you know, quote unquote, diverse actually get listened to. Uh, and the diversity that we see on the board doesn't clearly translate into diversity within the company as a whole. Right, because the mindset has prob probably been there for quite some time, and, and it's hard to change mindset when it's kind of ingrained in the culture for a long period of time. Absolutely, and it's not that difficult with intentionality to put one or two, quote-unquote, diverse people on the board. It's harder and takes much more intentionality and attention to culture and selection and training to actually increase the diversity throughout the company as a whole. What do you think that then needs to occur just in general with firms when really looking at this issue of diversity on, on boards of directors? Uh, on boards of directors, I think what we're seeing is a lot of, uh, is a lot of progress. And I think we're seeing the right things and we're seeing people count and hold people accountable to those numbers. So I see a lot that's positive there. I think where I'm uh, cautious is saying, you know, 
you can have women on the board and companies that are not good employers for women. You yeah. can have um, you know, diversity on the board and and companies that are not good for um, you know other people who are underrepresented throughout um, you know financial institutions and others. So my hope is that this would be a stepping stone to taking diversity more seriously um, throughout the company. But I think you know what's happening for boards. This is good. The 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 part that we talked with you about in the past is obviously what is going on in the state of California and the legislative side that that state uh, decided to to move forward on. This obviously is a little bit of a different dynamic because it is a company basically saying, okay, this is the statement we want to make moving forward. Right? How do you balance? And I don't know if you, you need to have, you want to move forward on both ends, but. The legislative side is one thing of the of one part of this, and, and then the companies doing this themselves is another part. Yes, but I see them all as of a piece. I mean, I, I fundamentally see this as of of a piece of a sentiment that this is this is an important place to move the needle on gender diversity. And again, I think it's true, but I think it's you know it risks being largely symbolic, and and uh, you know good for the women who are on the board, potentially good for board dynamics. Very small effect. Boards often have a small effect on the on the direction of a company. They meet four times a year. They are, you know, they, they're relatively hands off on day to day. It's not like the C suite, uh, and you know, and and so my my sense is good. Norms are changing around norms and laws are changing around board composition. What are we doing inside the company? The company itself then needs to take a deeper dive as to what that. What that structure is and what that that mix of yes. of mindsets and individuals yes. is. Yes. So uh, you know we've talked about this before, and I and I took the opportunity to uh, look this up before coming to uh, chat with you. The UK requires companies to report their gender pay gap. Yeah. How yeah. much how much does the average woman of a company make compares to the average to the average man in the company, or what is the pay for the average you know, what is average pay for women versus average pay for men? Goldman Sachs International reports this of their UK uh, company, and there's a 50% uh, pay gap in the last year. Okay. So on average, women are making 50% less than men in Goldman Sachs International. Not hugely surprising given what we know about uh, the you know, financial services investment. I'd really love to see them move the needle on that. I hope that public statements about that start to put pressure on companies as well to move the needle on on those kinds of indicators. And again, as you kind of alluded before, there's no guarantee that having a more diverse mindset, diverse group of people on a board of directors is going to change some of those dynamics around pay gap and and a variety of the topics that have been you know talked about quite a bit here in the last few years. That's right. That's right. There's no guarantee. and But these norms are important. We change the conversation. We change the expectations. It can happen. So if we change the, if we say, gee, we expect this on boards, but our, uh, our board's doing this, it's great that we've achieved gender diversity, but what is the implication for gender diversity outside the board and the company? So these norms matter. These expectations, these reputational effects matter. Uh, and, you know, I think what we're seeing... Um, I mean, it goes back to this sort of causal argument. Does diversity make companies uh, perform better financially? Right. Or are companies that are better on many dimensions, 
performing better. And one of those dimensions is they also are sensitive to norms and reputations uh, and, their, and their stakeholders, and they put more women and more diverse people on the board. So the causal arrow, if there is, a, if there is any, uh, you know, and it's a weak relationship between performance, uh, financial performance of companies and, and board diversity, as we've discussed in the past. But I would argue the causal arrow goes both ways. Good companies that are high performing, are good on many dimensions, more likely to appoint more women, more uh, diverse board members. Are, are we more likely then to see the potential uh, of greater change around some of these issues because of what may occur within the company structure from the employees? Like thinking about uh, what some of the issues that have been popping up at, at Google and other companies as well are around obviously culture and climate change. The thought is that groups of employees within firms can make a significant change and maybe more so because, as you alluded to before, a board of directors may meet right. only four times a year. Right. Yes. No, I think that's absolutely right. And uh, that there is, there is going to be increasing pressure internally from employees, but also externally, you know, from news media, from social media. Um, you know, as as companies uh, you know, report their their uh, their gender game, uh, their gender pay gap, uh, and you know, different groups look at this and go and start to you know rate companies on this um, and make investment decisions in this way, make purchase decisions in this way. So, it's not only employees who are you know, pressuring companies. It's other advocates, consumers, investors. So, even with moving the needle, mm-hmm. do you feel we're moving the needle enough? Right now, are, are are we doing enough? Are we headed in in the right direction in some of these issues? Obviously, the pay gap is still a topic that we're a lot of people believe we're still a couple of decades away from from maybe truly being able to see you know the the, the change actually take place. You know, I think the last time we chatted, um, you used the the term cautious optimism. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know this uh, this makes me. Very cautiously optimistic. Um, you know, changing board composition is clearly a good thing. It's also a very limited step, um, uh, and a very visible step. You know, if you are a company and you want to look better on your gender policies, you want to look like you're a good employer. You want to look like you are sensitive to diversity. But you don't want to do the hard work of changing how you select people, how you train people, how you socialize yeah. people, how you promote people. Put, you know, change the board composition. Not that difficult. So it's a good thing. It's a limited thing. Good seeing you again. Good to see you. Thank Thanks you. so much. Catherine Klein from here at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.